Hello. This is human me. My human self. Didn't really think I'd be meditating forever, did, did you? There is no death of the seeker. Maybe there is. Maybe there is in some, in some cases, but maybe where the ego completely dies and never recovers. Oh man, and wouldn't that be lovely? But I think for at least most of us, or maybe for everyone, I don't know. I think for as long as we are alive, there is the pull of the mind and the mental activity of the mind. And maybe there is no actual death of the seeker. Although if there is, I'd, you know, who, who wouldn't, who wouldn't love to experience that death of the ego, death of the seeker, death of the mind, right? Um, who wouldn't, who wouldn't love that? But, but say that's not possible, right? And may, maybe it isn't. I think it would be okay and it would be normal for us to go our, our entire lives just um, getting better at, at seeing these, these things that play out in our mind. And so catching our thoughts quicker and placing less importance on them. And... That sounds like a, a good goal to have. I think if you truly want that, then um, if you truly seek that, <laughs> then, um, then you can have that. And always there's this remembering that, that we are everything that we seek already. that what we are looking for is already the place that we are looking from. And so in that realization, it's, it's okay. I mean, all plays of the mind are welcome. And even when you get distracted and your, your attention digresses, there's still something that sees that even as it's happening. And so it's not such a bad thing anymore because you realize that you are aware of everything and all of these plays happen in your mind, in your sight, in your line of sight. Literally everything that happens in your mind is in your line of sight. You watch all of it. That's how you know that it's happening. And so I think if anything, the more time that passes in this lifetime, the more we, we grow accustomed and the less we are attached to the different thoughts and, and experiences we have in our mind. We just kind of know that they're there and we, we welcome all of them. And, you know, it's a really profound thing to, to say that you are okay with everything to be okay with everything that, that happens in your mind, to be okay with all of the fears that come and the worries and the anxieties and the negative thoughts. And if you can, if all of them could be neither wanted nor unwanted, and I was going to continue that list with unwanted thoughts and then I realized 
both wanted and unwanted, I mean, that's the biggest play that we have in the mind, right? Even, even wanted thoughts, that's a play. Because where you have wanted thoughts, you will also have unwanted and undesirable thoughts. So why not just allow all? And so none of my thoughts are wanted or unwanted. Just let them be. And I grow quicker at catching them. And even if there are times where I, where I feel like I have spent a long time before I caught myself, that's okay too. In general, I just, I will continue to improve. And even with that, there's no attachment there. But the truth is that the more and more you recognize this place, this true place of seeing, the place that is neither wanted nor unwanted, the place that allows and makes space for everything. The more that you can be the sky, right? And, and, and the sun that never complains about the clouds. The more you could just hold space for everything and anything. Then I think that's, that's the highest experience of a human being just to be that space, that spaciousness, that emptiness, that vastness, that ever increasingness, that expansiveness. That's all it is. There is no, maybe there isn't any real or proper removal of these things and even to to say that we remove anything how how could we we remove something how do we just pluck it out even even with that process comes like a whole array of of other actions and other things that automatically signal its maintenance that automatically cue it's it's you know it's it's follow-up with with maintenance a barrage of maintenance it's like cleaning up the mind right like cleaning up your house it requires maintenance if you if you want to clean up your mind and eradicate all the stuff that you think doesn't belong there then you're just going to be constantly cleaning and it's going it's always going to get dirty whereas if you just allow your mind to be the space that holds everything then then nothing really stays. Everything comes and goes. It's like the wind carries things in and carries things right out. It's like if you had an apartment and you left the doors and windows open all day and the dust would just flow in and out. And the bugs would come in and out. And everything would just flow in and out. Instead of you trying to control every little piece of debris that you find, Maybe you could just flow with the wind. Maybe you could just flow with your mind. There is a natural intelligence and wisdom of the universe that we already know. But I think we 
try very hard sometimes to block its flow because of our own discomfort or because of what we have somehow learned or because of somehow what we have learned to think there's a, a realm in this and the space that we that we talk about it's beyond thought it's beyond mind beyond concept it operates on its own it's its natural its own natural existence this intelligence this wisdom of the universe it's beyond you and me but it is also you and me and so I wouldn't worry so much about the plays of the mind they don't hold any bearing in this lifetime they truly don't and their purpose only is to point us to the truth of that which we are, of the unchanging. Everything comes and goes, but something is always there. And I've been looking at my hands sometimes um, in the last few days since I've had this realization that I'm not even my seeker that I don't even need to do anything in this lifetime. Since I've had that realization, then, you know, some, often I'll, I'll still catch myself, um, you know, drifting away in, in, in thought. And I no longer call it unwanted thought because all, any thought is just thought. Any thought is whatever. It's, it's thought. It's allowed in my mind because it comes and goes anyway. So who am I not to allow it? <laughs> so it it isn't real anyway, so. But when I catch myself drifting off, and I, um, and I, and I become aware that you know I, just my my I, I was just following a thought you know un you know unintentionally without knowing. A quick way that I've been able to successfully ground myself again in my attention, and which I realized really comes from grounding myself in my heart, is I just look at. I glance at both of my hands, like I hold them up. Um, I hold them up and I look at them and I think to myself that it's nice to be in this body. And I remember that, I remember that I'm something that is beyond this body, something that is indescribable and just something that is without even this body. And when I do that, my, my mind really slows down, if not just stops, if not just halts, because it becomes my servant. And it's like this realization this realization that I am, that I am, that I am, this realization leaves room for nothing else. I'm only human, but I'm not, you see.
I have something inside of me, something that cannot be seen, something that is beyond image, concept, word, or thought, something that has no name, no identity, no illustration. No visual, no picture to coincide. No entity, no nothing. And that's what grounds me and and brings me in, into the greatest peace. And the miracle of it all is that it's always here. I'm always here. No matter what happens, wherever my attention drifts, whatever thoughts I have, whatever stories my mind tells, whoever it thinks about, whoever it doesn't, whoever it doesn't want to or um, wherever it, it, it tries to, um, push next on, on the thought train and redirect its attention, even all of that is a play of the mind. And I, I don't seem to mind. Maybe there are certain things that I would rather think about when I, um, or certain thoughts that I prefer to have, thoughts that would help me more. And when I redirect my focus on those things, the things that I was thinking about previously don't bother me as much. Muji says, it's not that I don't care that I don't mind. Even when you are surrounded by people who have, um, who are very much living in this human body, it's not that you don't care about the, the, the life that they're living. It's not, it's not that it bothers you. It's not that you, you, you want them to wake up and it's not that you can't be around them it's that you don't mind so against this concept it's not that you don't care but you don't mind and so you allow you allow everything and you allow everyone because when you truly become this or recognize that you are this space, not become because you are already, but with this realization, with this knowing, which is the closest word that I could come to, 
with this realization comes the the spaciousness and in this you hold space for all because what is the emptiness it can be filled by all it can be occupied by all but yet it never really truly becomes occupied right When you are in this space, you can allow everything and everyone, every thought, every kind of human being. You can be around and you can experience. Yet none of them really leave a mark. None of them leave, even leave a trace. They don't leave a trace in your mind. And so my hope is that Each day I'll just recognize more and more this, this space and it's nice to look at my hands and think that, um, and just feel grateful that I'm not this body, but I'm grateful that I have it. I'm grateful that I get to hug my beloved. I'm grateful that I have legs to walk and when I'm taking a shower, sometimes I think to myself, I'm cleaning my body right now. I'm cleaning this human body that I have for this lifetime. And when I'm exercising, it's no longer that I'm even taking care of myself. It's like I'm taking care of this human body that I have in this lifetime. And I think about, well, yeah, it's, you know, it will help my brain or I'll benefit from um, this exercise that I'm doing, but I think what helps me even more now is just is just thinking to myself that this hour that I'm spending exercising, this is an opportunity to meditate, to focus, to discard whatever is not the truth of me. And I actually like going through life and the activities of life because they sharpen me. Because where I do something that's di difficult for my body or something that's unknown for my mind and the doubts come and the demons come and all sorts of things come, then I actually... I get better. I get better as I discard the truth. I get better as I focus more and more, discard what is not the truth and focus more and more on the truth, in the truth. And so um, I'm really grateful for this human life and I, I know that it's, it's in, incomparable it cannot be compared to the truth of of what we are this human body and this human mind is so so small so small compared to i mean it's not even a drop in our timelessness
And um, when I really, when I say these words, the the ways in which I've been keeping myself small or trying to protect myself, they come, they come into my mind. And they shrink in size. And I see that they're so not important and that my, this I am, this consciousness that I am is always, is always trying to and wanting to expand. It's trying to help me expand. And it's only ever my mind that thinks of a reason that gets in the way. And so it's, it's this play day by day. <laughs> and I hope that, um, I hope that I just see it more. And I hope that I just become more and more grounded in the truth and what is important to me. I allow all because I am all. Because I am nothing. Thank you. I'll see you.